0: Or good evening, good morning, whenever you listen to us. This is another DNH episode, Diamonds and Hashmarks. We are so excited to be joining you wherever you are—washing dishes, driving, uh, folding laundry. However you listen, however you view us, nice. uh, we're, we're just excited that you're listening. So, yeah. uh, quick introduction. I'm Alex Pachardo. I'm the host and producer. I'm the co-host, Peyton Pachardo. You dig? That's his thing. Don't let it scare you. Uh, you're wearing a Phillies hat.
1: I am. I am yeah. indeed. I've been like I'm wearing a Braves hat, and that's the series that we're going to be talking about in this podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, they've been doing great. I kind of want to shout them out a little bit. Uh, not a fan of Philly. Let's get that straight.
0: Right. So why are you wearing the hat? You just wearing, like the way they're the playing. Wearing the hat to show
1: support. And okay, and the logo is sick. I
0: think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, come on. Like the Braves logo is pretty cool too.
1: Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of cool logos that I
0: like. All right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So uh, anyway,
0: like, we didn't plan this at all, but we jumped on today to discuss our run sheet or whatever, and we're wearing Atlanta hats and Philly hats, and those two are playing each other very soon.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, Maybe I'll wear it
2: again. Yeah,
0: uh, maybe. Or you could just go throw on your Rangers hat again or your Braves hat, or your throwback Braves hat. Hey, you have yeah. so many hats, dude. How many do. hats you got right now?
1: Uh, I got maybe, so I have five Boston hats alone.
0: Okay, no, better question. How many of them are lying on the floor right now?
2: <laughs> Three. Oh, okay, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Makes sense. That's are they Boston insane. hats? That's where they deserve
1: uh, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, no, one of them is actually in an Atlanta hat, funny enough. And I got, like, a, I think another one, like, over there. So, okay. Yeah,
2: so, yeah, I, didn't, no I didn't mean to out like that, but golly. That's
1: insane. Oh, <laughs> I my you had enough.
0: There's no way yeah. you're putting all of those on a rack. you have, yeah, to have some Yeah, I floor. mean, I do
1: have one, but I, it's just, it's, yeah, I can't use it. All right,
0: cool. Yeah. Anyway, you're listening to Diamonds and Hashmarks. This is a Thursday episode. I know last episode, when we closed out, I said, We'll see you Monday. But yeah, I
1: wanted to bring that up. Yeah. That was just me not
0: thinking. We're yeah. seeing you Thursday, every Monday and Thursday. Um, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm Here. having a hard time getting the audio only thing to work on Spotify. So for now, yeah. I guess if you want the audio only, don't want your phone using a whole lot of battery, check us out on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you're on Spotify, you can lock your screen and you're not viewing the episode and you're just listening. That's how you can save battery there, I guess. Um, but all of the shows that we do starting like two or three episodes ago have been uploaded to YouTube and we're seeing a ton of great reaction on there. Um, lots of engagement. It's a lot of fun. Um, just a a different mode of viewing us. So check us out everywhere. Diamonds and hash marks is pretty standard. Um, five-star reviews subscribing ringing the bell helps the show out a lot i mean it, it helps the algorithm figure out who it's going to recommend the show to yeah. next um and we need that exposure because we are still pretty small time so um a couple other housekeeping items right before we dive in um at diamond Hashmark on twitter constantly putting out content there um so far the past couple of days i've been live tweeting as the games have been going on kind of just like throwing my thoughts out there as we're watching um you could also uh, or uh yeah if you want to let us know what you think about what we think you can hit us up at diamondsandhashmarks and at gmail.com and i will do my best to at least look at those emails at least once every week and and get back to the people who i think deserve to be responded to i guess but that's where all of our business inquiries are also going to go so if you want to yeah. get our attention hit us up uh at diamonds and hash at gmail.com <laughs> It was a crazy wild card weekend. We saw the, the team who won the first game win the second game in each scenario. Like today, yeah. I was planning on doing the podcast and having a game on my second monitor. But I guess now I just, yeah. I, I can't watch baseball for a little bit. But give me your thoughts, because I thought that was just a great week. Even though each series yeah. ended in only two games when they could have gone three, I right. thought it was a great opening. I, I love October baseball. I'm all, all about it. So I thought it was awesome. But what do yeah. you think?
1: No, it was awesome, man. I just love getting to watch those games. I was really surprised liked, uh, with Texas because I picked uh, tip Bay in that series. I know. Um, But, man, it's almost as though as if we didn't need a three-game series for the wild card, you know? Because yeah. none of the toss teams toss are out, back and just toss it out, I guess, and just go back to one game. But, no, man, it was... It was it was it was really fun to watch. It was really fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I, that's essentially what it was, though, right? Like yeah. the team that won the first game won the second game, and it was over. So why even play the second and third? You know, right? It, it was a de facto one-game wild series again. So, um, not not that I'm necessarily against that, but I just yeah. thought it was a great opener. I, I I love playoff baseball in Philly, but now they're going to go play two games in Atlanta first. So, um, yeah, what we're going to do first. Because it's not a Football First Monday. It's uh, Baseball Thursday, First actually. Thursday. Right. And I know what day it is this time. So it is Thursday. Uh, what we're going to do is first we're going to recap the Wild Card Series. But because we don't get another episode out until Monday and by then the league division series have already started we're going to go ahead and give some quick analysis some storylines to look for in the league division series and then we're also going to give you guys who we think is winning the series not that that necessarily <laughs> is great analysis because evidently we got several things wrong in yes. the wild card round but yeah. you know it's fun to throw it out there fun to throw our picks out there and try yeah, them why? so we'll do that too we're going to have a quick conversation um about some baseball things, uh, not necessarily uh, playoff related or playoff team related, and then we'll get into our football conversation after that. So, if you are a football-only listener, play uh, pay attention to the show notes, and I will do my best to throw the mark in there for when the football conversation starts. But Peyton, if you look at our run sheet, it's a big run sheet. We got a lot yeah. to get through today, so let's go ahead and dive in. Let's
1: power through.
0: All right. So that wildcard series, recapping series by series, we're going to start with the Rangers and Rays. The thing I want to start with here is I don't get the low attendance issue. And I even tweeted that Right? Yeah. I don't get it.
1: What was that about? Like, Tampa Bay, like, back your team. Like, they had 99 wins for a reason.
0: Right. Yeah. They had 99 wins. I think they deserve a little support. Yeah. Yeah. It is crazy. Um, So here's the thing that I can't quite understand. It, it was low attendance.
2: Yeah.
0: Is it because the team isn't popular? Or is it because Tropicana Field is actually terrible?
1: Man. Um.
0: Because I feel <laughs> like the team question. has to be a lot more popular than just yeah. that. Yeah, no, I, I totally 99 agree. A 99-win team, I think, has more than 20,000 people show up. Hey, yeah. they haven't had attendance that low in a Major League Baseball playoff game since before they started charging admission for the World Series. Wow. Right?
1: Yeah. It, might, it, might, it might just be that... Um, yeah, it might just be that... Like, yeah. It's terrible. And
0: terrible it, to... Yeah, well, I mean, it's not the best. Yeah. Um, Could actually be the worst. I don't know if it's that bad, though. Like, you're in yeah, air conditioning yeah. in Florida, St. Petersburg. Like, come on. Yeah, it can't be that bad.
1: Great, great area too. I've been around there. um, Yeah, was very just shocked by it. I think.
0: Yeah, and so what we're referencing is the fact that only nineteen thousand fans showed up, and it's the lowest number in a Major League Baseball playoff game of fan attendance since nineteen nineteen. Like that's shoeless Joe Jackson had two hits that game. Whoa! That's the low, which doesn't make sense because it this year Major League Baseball had over 70 million people attend a baseball game, which is the highest it's ever been. Huh. Right? So that doesn't make sense. That was the first thing that stuck out to me that I wanted to bring up, is I yeah. don't quite get that. Because they're building a new stadium. Yes,
2: they
1: are. They are they
0: expecting the people to show up because it's a new stadium?
1: Maybe so, I guess. So are, are, they ripping out, are they ripping out the old Tropic Field and placing another one there? Or like no, they're happening?
0: just building a new one.
1: I'm just building a new one. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's it's also going to be domed um, with a roof. Oh, okay. it's not going to oh. be retractable, but it looks like it's going to be nice, uh, much nicer.
2: Good. Yeah. Anyway,
0: um, back to the actual series where the players were playing. Um, Adoles Garcia went yard. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And, and that Texas offense with Corey Seager and all of them didn't really slow down. Do you think that's, mainly because Texas's offense is actually that good? Or do you think the Rays pitchers just didn't show up when it mattered most?
1: Rays pitchers didn't show uh, didn't show up, I think. Glasnow did. I think he put yeah. out a good outing.
2: For um, what it's so, worth, yeah.
1: Yeah, so like, I think he went, what, five innings? I, thought, uh, I think we said he was going to go, like, six. So, Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the pitching, I think. Glasnow was yeah. the only one that came to mind where I was like, okay, they actually cannot find ways to uh, get around it. Um, yeah, except for like maybe like a couple of times when there were runner on, runners on base, and I think Texas was up two by that point. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, and I mean, I'm not I'm not discrediting like Texas's lineup either. I mean, the Garcia, Corey Seager. Um. Who else? Did, who Who else did you say?
0: Oh, those are the only two guys I mentioned. But okay. I, their lineup can Marcus Semyon is there. Josh Jung is Josh in the Jung. lineup. Okay, yeah. They got uh multiple catchers.
2: -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Good lineup, though. Like you're you're gonna have a hard time finding the easy out in there. But uh, yeah, I thought the Rays pitchers just struggled. You know, to to really get any momentum going. Not that they really have an opportunity to, because they're so analytical over there in Tampa that they're willing to pull guys after five innings, even if they're throwing great. But hey, even then, I thought the Texas pitchers. uh, There's just something about Nathan Avaldi in October that gets the blood flowing.
1: Yeah, you know
2: that was why.
0: nasty Nate shows up in October it's his third postseason. in 2018 we watched him uh with Boston just uh shut the door on the Los Angeles Dodgers in extra innings but even in the Houston series and in the series that came before that yeah um against the Yankees he did his job but but then in 2021 in the wild card game that's who Boston chose he went out there did his job but yeah, you know, he continues to get the job done in the big moment. Like nasty mm-hmm. Nate is also big game Nate. You know,
2: yeah, no, I he agree. shows
0: up, I agree. and he gets it done. Uh, so as I'm watching, and I know that Tampa has a 99 win season, I start thinking like, okay, what's the punchline? And I I came up with 99 wins, but a wild card series ain't won. <laughs> you rolled <laughs> your eyes. You rolled no, your eyes. I did
1: not roll my eyes. I was I was thinking about YouTube,
0: rewind ten seconds. You saw uh, it. He rolled his eyes.
1: I okay. I didn't mean for it to come off like that. That's pretty good. I like it.
0: Okay, I like all right. But
1: 99 wins in a one card series. Oh, but it it doesn't like it, it. doesn't
0: flow, uh but a chip ain't one. That's something else I thought. Ooh, ninety nine wins and a
1: chip ain't one. Hit me.
0: Right, yeah, like, yeah, something like that. Don't copyright yeah. us. Um but yeah. yeah. Hey, that's what I thought of. That's what I thought the headline could be. How about a 99 win season and you have nothing to show for it? Right. Yeah. There's not even a postseason win mixed in there. Yeah, that's got to be so tough for guys like Randy Orozarena. Yeah. Or Tyler Glass now, who you just played another 162 game season. You went 164 games, actually. But there's no proof. It's tough. I, it the really mental tough. grind. I, I can understand why they give them like two and a half months off. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, because <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: that's kind of wear on you. If, if you're consistently playing 162 with no proof that, that you are any better than just 162 that are already guaranteed, that's, that's got to be tough. But you Dang. feel for the city of Tampa because they had a good team 99 yeah. wins, but a chip ain't won, though. So let's move on. Next series Jay's Twins. Ooh. I thought was probably like, <laughs> if they weren't playing games in Philly, I would say that the Twins had the most electric crowd, and oh, yeah, yeah. Th- they were into it. They they needed postseason wins just because they hadn't done so in like eight years or something like that. But that was a fun series to watch because the crowd okay. was in it too.
1: Oh yeah, uh, I would argue it was the best series to watch. I mean, even Johan Duran coming out with his song. I would say oh yeah, like inject that in my veins. Yeah. i don't even know what kind of there's like like two songs mixed in one or something like that but yeah. um we're baseball's like becoming like more entertaining and fun again with yeah, like just like the pace of the, the play it's, it's I theatrics think. and the PA, uh, pace of play as well yeah. so
0: um they're interacting really a lot cool. more in social media and that uh duran entrance you know i wish i could have seen that on the espn broadcast but yeah, just but electric, commercial. electric out there is awesome uh <laughs> But okay, let's start here in that first game. Royce Lewis through two postseason at bats had two bombs. Your thoughts wild. on that?
1: Insane. Okay, I mean yeah, that's, that's, I like that, too. that's like that's like M O B the show. Like you, yeah. you go and you go into like a wild card series or you go into a wild card game like uh, growing up and you hit you just your first two at bats, you hit bombs.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, when you're playing on like rookie mode with the sliders adjusted for power and contact and timing, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you know it. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, I have a day, yo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. great day. yeah.
0: Yeah. Royce Lewis popped off. I thought something, a storyline that I didn't necessarily expect to show up was uh, like defensive play. But Michael Mm. Taylor in center field consistently running down a ball, getting there, making the play for his team when it mattered. And I think we're seeing that a lot now because it is that time of the year where you kind of sell out to go make the play. But Michael Taylor, he went and sold out a couple times, banging into the wall, but making the catch.
2: Yeah. All the Uh,
0: line. We started to see some shades of old Carlos Correa, I think, Mm -hmm. and that. This season, been a bit of a rough one for him, hitting under 300. Not something that he's done since he came up with the Strohs, I think. But... Yeah, you know, just having a rough year. He's got the plantar fasciitis issue. He's, you know, a little older, still got the strongest arm of all shortstops in Major League Baseball. And we saw that yeah. arm on display. We saw the athleticism there. Some shades of old Carlos Correa. I, I was impressed with what I saw.
2: Yeah. Um, Fair enough.
0: The the one other storyline I do want to revisit here, uh regarding the Blue Jays, is well, a couple things. So first, I think this series kind of revealed like Vladdy Jr. is good, yeah, but he's not great. Not right. yet. I'm not ready to call Vladdy Jr. great. Bichette is not great. He's also good. The Blue Jays roster is very good. Mm. I think they got some, some steps to take before we can call them great. You got to show up in the regular season, go get yourself a one or a two seed. But I feel like this is the same story we've kind of seen with Toronto for a little bit. They finally show up in the big game, the one that we've all been waiting for, and they just can't get it done.
1: Yeah, I think the chart that we're looking at right now is, is good, very good, and great when it comes to the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. And I don't know what Vladdy Jr. was doing at second base or like, what yeah, he got man, into his that own was head. That was, that was bad. That so bad.
0: so I will say there are two outs there, and he's trying to score on a base hit to the outfield, but you cannot get that big of a lead with a veteran pitcher on the mound and Carlos Correa playing shortstop because yeah. they're going to get you. And I think even in the press conference after, Carlos Correa said, he walked up to Sonny Gray, and he said to him, hey, there are free outs on the bases. They're getting big leads. Just pay attention to me. I'll give you the sign. We'll do it. And they got Vladdy uh, Jr. there, so... Hats yeah, off to Correa for pulling that off. But back to your point about the Blue Jays. What were you saying there?
1: Oh, yeah. We're just, uh, we're just looking at that chart of where they're either good, very good, or great. We're not ready to call them great yet because they, uh, they have not shown up, I've obviously. Fallen 0-2 uh, in a pretty like key series. I, pick, I picked the uh, Blue Jays to win this series, I believe. Yeah. I think that was one of my picks. I think um, I picked just them
0: just- to win in three.
1: Yeah, uh just based on lineup and just um uh Yeah, based on lineup. I mean, I I really don't have anything else cuz there's not not really like pitching as well. Yeah. But Well, Minnesota actually showed I up thought, with pitching.
0: Yeah, Minnesota showed up with pitching. They got it done both days, both the starters and the bullpen. Yeah. But my goodness. I I cannot take I I can't take it when you have a, a good pitcher out there on the mound. Jose Barrios struck out the side in the third inning. He walked the leadoff batter in the fourth, and John Snyder walked out there, and he pulled him, and he brought in Kikuchi. Not Mm -hmm. necessarily a bad replacement, but immediately after that, there was a base hit. Kikuchi struggled a little bit. Suddenly, the Twins have runs on the board, but I just thought, man, if analytics were removed from the game, Barrios is still out there. What would have happened if, if Jose Barrios stayed out there because uh, like analytically obviously they're bringing in Kikuchi because he's going to be the best guy for that situation yeah but did they sell out the possibility to win when they made that switch
1: I mean yeah it probably could be looked at that lens I would also like throw out the fact there if it's either analytical or Snyder was just like making a decision it was just like all right, it's time for Barrios to be done he's he's got uh, gotten uh, to enough pitches
0: well, Michael K was kind of saying and was like trying to allude to the fact that that was like a that's a decision that a manager makes before the game even starts. Mm. Like John Snyder was probably thinking about that the night prior or the day prior. Yeah. Okay, if we're in this situation, if he's on his second way through the order uh and there's a left-hander coming up, I'm going to Kikuchi.
2: Mm.
0: So, it, it just bothered me. He struck out the side in the third. He's clearly fired up. He's got a little bit of emotion pitching with some emotion now and he got pulled. Yeah. I it just didn't sit well with me. I got shades. I tweeted this out too. I got shades of Blake Snell pitching mm-hmm. for the Rays when he got pulled. Because yeah. that that's exactly what I thought it was. Like the Dodgers sitting there like are you kidding? Like they they just we won. Yeah. They just pulled him. Yeah.
1: So that's that immediately I bring, what I thought A point of. that I'll bring up, though, is that you said if Toronto does not show up in, this, in these playoffs, that Schneider would be out. Do you think yeah. he's going to be out?
0: That's uh, Well, so I did say that it, in the case that they missed the postseason. They did make the postseason, mm. but again, as we've already said, there's no proof. They yeah. didn't even win a postseason game. So we're going to have another conversation about managers because since the playoffs have started, there have been a couple. That have like left their respective yeah. positions that we got to talk about, but I don't want that to overshadow what we're doing right now with the, the postseason baseball. So we will get there, but not quite yet. Yeah. Um, we're going to let these playoffs ride. Yeah. D backs and game. Brewers. D backs and Brewers. Dude, I didn't know Evan Longoria was still playing baseball. <laughs> I straight up didn't. I thought it was a Paul Pierce situation. When I saw wow. Evan Longoria show up, I was like, dang, he's still on a roster. I thought he retired a couple years ago. Yeah. But Evan Longoria is suddenly relevant again. Yeah, yeah. Like that defense over at third base, I went and looked at his stats on baseball reference. The dude's been putting up solid years. Year after year. I was like, where's this guy been? I haven't yeah. heard his name in forever. Um, but how about that defense over at third base? He he bailed him out a couple times.
1: He did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I started seeing old glimpses of the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, Evan, long- uh, Evan Longoria hitting a homer down the left field, uh, hitting a homer down the left field line. Uh, yeah, going them into crazy. The postseason, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I just thought that was great seeing Longo getting it done in the postseason because you know he's he's wanted to do that for so long. That's why yeah. he's probably still playing at this point. He's made his money. He's trying to win a ship.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, the Brewers, so, <laughs> mm. uh division winners. And out of the National League, of the three division winners, I think we would have easily said they are the weakest of the division winners. I didn't think that they were going to get beat by Arizona twice.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And what I saw from them was starting pitching, for the most part, kind of did its job. Mm. It got it got the game to the bullpen, which is what we were saying that they needed to do. Yeah. But then I don't think Devin Williams showed up.
1: Yeah. Um, what,
0: yeah. Did you see any like defining moments or defining keys in that other than Arizona just showing up when they needed to?
1: I think it was just, yeah, I think it was just Arizona just showing up when they needed to. Uh, I picked this series to be split, um, but uh, the Brewers coming out on top, and I was completely wrong. Um, yeah. I think it just further alludes to your point. Like the pitching wasn't there really um, for the Brewers. Uh, the Brew Crew wasn't getting it done. Devin Williams wasn't getting it done. And we. I think these past couple of years, I've looked at Devin Williams and it's just been like, oh yeah, like a solid guy in, uh, in the rotation or in the, uh, in the bullpen, mm-hmm. um, who won like reliever of the year if I'm not too uh, if I'm not mistaken like a couple of years ago. So like we we had yeah. we knew like the, there was a solid guy that was going to be able to pick up the slack if the, uh, if starting pitching wasn't going to be there, um, and we didn't see that.
0: Yeah, we saw him come into the game. I forget what inning it was, but he threw 31 pitches for two outs. Yeah. He gave up three walks, Mm. had one strikeout, two earned runs, only on one hit. So it seemed like the moment was too big for him. Mm. That's kind of what it seemed like. That's what I walked away from it with. But, you know, you hate to see it for Milwaukee just because, again, you know, you play 162 games, you clinch your spot somewhere around the 150 mark, somewhere around there. And now the season's over. So that's that's tough. You know that that's going to sit with Devin Williams for a while. Yep. Um so that last last series, um, Marlins at Philly. D- dude, th- if you watch the games, there's <laughs> nothing I could say to add to it. If you didn't watch the games, let me recap this series very quickly. Sure. Everybody for Philadelphia did their job. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia is easily the scarce scariest team in this division. Uh and I don't think the Marlins ever really stood a chance.
1: Do you have anything to add to that? I agree on all that. Um it. Just like uh, looking on the outside end, just on, on Philly and just like the, the atmosphere and everything in the environment, uh, having to be a red October. Um, Phillies were destined for this. Uh, yeah. And I think knew. I'm ready, I'm ready to give uh, give the title to Philly as America's team for this postseason.
2: Ooh. Um, okay.
1: Yeah. Cause we've been talking about it, I think, uh, them being the dark horse this whole entire postseason. Um, don't be surprised if Philly uh comes out of the uh comes out of this uh wild card series going into Atlanta and they surprise us. I mean, it's totally possible. I'm um, yeah. not saying it's gonna happen, but like just, just like let's not forget who we're talking about here. We're talking about the Phillies. And they did their job against the Marlins. I mean, again, they're, they're the Marlins the lineup is loaded. And the lineup's is, loaded when
0: you're comparing lineups like Josh Bell, all credit to him, great player. Jazz Chisholm, great player, all power to him. Mm-hmm. Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, uh JT Realmuto, Nick Castellanos, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, that's tough to get past. Yeah. I think. Agreed. Okay. Um, all right, but I think this was the one series where I had an issue with the umpires that were chosen
2: mm-hmm.
0: to be behind the plate. That first game, uh, it was Stu Sherwater who was behind the plate, and he had the worst um Score of all umpires in the first game of the wild card.
2: Uh,
0: and, and there are a ton of people to choose from. He missed 16 calls in the Philadelphia Marlins game. He had a correct call rate of 88.5%, which is below the league average of 92.5%. And then that second game, umpire Doug Eddings was the home plate umpire there. Uh, over the course of the season, he was ranked 84th of the 92 umpires in correct call rate. So just, I didn't think he was the guy that needed to be there. And there were several instances where it looked like the emotion of the game kind of caught up to him and he ruled in favor of the crowd but yeah. over the course of that game uh, he missed 13 calls had a correct call rate of 87.6 again below the 92.5 average major league baseball do yourself a favor and go put umpires behind the plate that are above the average
2: mm.
0: <laughs> please it's the playoffs for crying out loud you're only making me want robo-umpires at this point in the year more. That's all you're doing. All right. So we've recapped all of those. Uh, let's go ahead and have a couple quick conversations. Sure. I want to bring up reseeding because that's not something that Major League Baseball currently does. And if you follow us on Twitter, at Hashmark, there is no S. You actually saw me tweet a thread out about this earlier today just because I thought it was important enough to bring up. So here's what I said. I said, I would like to submit a new rule, uh, which would require reseeding after the first wildcard round. One seed Atlanta gets four seed Philadelphia and a best of five. Two seed Los Angeles gets six seed Arizona and a best of five. We do have to weigh how much of an advantage the one and two seeds truly deserve and whether or not all they earn is a buy round, uh, meaning that they don't play the wildcard round. Mm However if we agree that being a one seed earns you the buy round and playing the lesser of the two opponents that survive the wild card round then reseeding is the answer. Mm. So, if we do reseed the National League after the wild card round, this is what it would look like. One seed Atlanta gets to play four seed Arizona and two seed Los Angeles gets to play three seed Philadelphia. But because of how the bracket was set yeah. and the fact that reseeding isn't a thing, it's one-seed Atlanta versus three-seed Philadelphia and two-seed Los Angeles against six-seed Arizona. So mm-hmm. Los Angeles is technically playing the lesser of two teams. Yeah, But because the one-seed is there, Atlanta, don't you think they deserve to play Arizona? or Or am I tripping?
1: I think they do. I think you're right in your assessment.
0: Okay, interesting. Yeah, that's just something I wanted to bring up and talk about a little bit, uh, just because it was weighing on me a little bit. Yeah. Um, this other conversation I wanted to have was I wanted to bring up Depoto for the Seattle Mariners, mm. um, just because he did this press conference where he kind of said, uh, "You know, we're we're focused on putting out a product that's capable of winning uh, year after year, that not not necessarily selling out for a championship." So that kind of got my mind thinking and. I wanted to go ahead and ask the question. Do you think too many execs, too many front offices are too focused on putting out uh, a product that can entertain mm. over a product that can win a world series?
1: Oh, um I mean, I would say so. I mean, that's what Toto's saying. I think that's kind of what we've been seeing as well. Uh because I think they've gone, a l- they haven't gone like too far, but uh, they've they've been riding the J Rod train for these past two years. They've been like kind of like putting him, uh, putting him in like everything, putting him in front. Um, so that is doesn't surprise me, I guess, when he like, comes out and says all that, and I just can't think of another team. Um, so maybe Tapoto, well, well, maybe Poto's would... too focused on the entertainment. And he's not focused about winning a World Series. I couldn't think of any other MLB exec that.
0: Well, I would actually throw out the Yankees, for example. Like, that's okay. a team that clearly has the ability to spend, but have chosen not to. Mm. And, and I wonder, I just wonder how many execs are really focused on, let's put a product out there that people are willing to buy tickets for to come watch the games, boost their profit margin. So, here, let me ask it this way. Sure. Would you rather your team win a World Series once in 10 years, or would you rather make the postseason seven of those 10 years?
1: I'd rather win a World Series. You have to, right? Why
0: else are you playing the game?
1: Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, Because then all of a sudden you're just like, all right, we're playing these games, we're making the postseason, we're not getting anything out of it. There's no proof of what we've worked all regular season for where is our what's our drive what are we driving for
0: yeah okay um now depoto did come out and depoto did issue an apology actually two hours ago just because he was like that's not what i intended to say we are trying to win a world series (laughs) but he just used the the wrong terms which i thought was interesting um he, he tried to come out and clarify exactly what he said, just because so many fans on America's team Twitter was just kind of saying, no, this guy's tone deaf. This guy doesn't get it. Uh, so that was interesting to watch. Yeah. Let's go ahead and move into uh, some of these series previews. So what we're going to do here is we're just going to give you a couple storylines that we're interested in, uh, that we're looking for. So don't be surprised if you see some of these things. Um, and then we're going to go ahead and pick a winner. We are going to reassess these just because by the time you get your Monday episode, a couple of games will have been played um, and and we'll have the opportunity to do that. But here's where we're going to start. Twins at Astros. The storyline that I think is going to dominate all those headlines is Correa playing against Houston.
1: Yeah, him going back to Houston. um, I don't know if he'll be met with cheers or booze. I'm assuming it's going to be booze because it's postseason time and there's no interesting. Um, I would say that he gets
0: cheered. He was really? pretty instrumental in them winning that 2017 uh, cheat banner.
1: Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll we shall do see. Do you think
0: Do you think Framber Valdez and Justin Verlander are going to be too much for Minnesota?
1: I think so. I think we're um, we looking at two very talented pictures. One of them being a future Hall of Famer, um, yeah, Justin Verlander, um, and he's still producing that, <laughs> like even to this day. So, yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be too much for them. Uh, I really can't think of anybody else in that lineup that can like really like uh, get a bat on the ball other than Correa. Um. So yeah, it's gonna yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see. I'm I, I'm I'm interested to see if Minnesota can can outscore him in like these next couple of uh, next couple of games.
0: Yeah, you you figure is that like it obviously the team with more runs at the end of the game is going to win. But it, like the pitching matchups, I think, are pretty, not necessarily even, but they're pretty close. So hmm. it really comes down to which offense is hot at the end of the day. Um, now, if we're factoring in when guys are going to get their starts, I would be interested to see who Houston throws first, uh, just hmm. because of how the days line up. Uh, I don't think you see who started game one for Minnesota. Can you remember?
1: Uh, Pablo Lopez.
0: That's right. Pablo Lopez doesn't get the ball until Sunday, I don't think, and mm-hmm. then by then, Sonny Gray is ready to go by Tuesday, which would be their next game. So that that first game, are you coming out of the gate with Verlander or are you coming out of the gate with Valdez or are oh, you going with
1: Verlander and go Valdez? Right. We've actually seen
0: a Sonny Gray Justin Verlander matchup before in Oakland when Verlander was with the Tigers. That's right. We've wow. seen a version of that battle before. We have. Yeah, so I'm interested in that. Uh, who do you think wins the series? How many games? Best of five.
1: Best of five. So Houston wins. Give them... Give them four. Give them four I games. i say the
0: same. Yeah, they're going to yeah. win that, I think.
1: Uh, even... Like I, I think,
0: even if you're Houston, you have to come out and throw for Amber Valdez that first game because, at the very least, that means that he is also available for Game Five. Yeah, you have to you have to be able to to take Game Five if Game Five presents itself because that that would just be a travesty again yeah. because we'd see another team play well enough in the regular season, uh, take advantage of the buy round for nothing. So, just keep yeah. your eye out on a couple of those things. We agree, Houston in four. Uh, Phillies at Braves. I was listening to Jeff Passant talk about this series earlier, and he said it's a shame that this game only goes, or that this series only goes five innings or yeah. five games.
1: Five, five games, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean.
0: And that's something that I thought too. I think that's something that Jared Carabas has said as well. Yeah, I thought that this series deserved the commissioner getting involved and saying, No, this is a best of seven,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: This is but we yeah, all this know is the Ron series. Won't
1: do that. So no, um, absolutely not. Because he, this... he won't do anything.
0: <laughs> of all these series, this is the one I'm fired up most for. Oh, no, yeah, man. Um, it's gonna be a good. Obviously, week. a shame that it's only a best of five instead of a best of seven. Um, how do you think Philly pitching in Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola stacks up against the Braves pitching, Max Freed, Spencer Strider?
2: It's it's pretty even.
0: I Charlie Morton. I think part. he's coming back. I think he's trying to come back and, and be healthy enough.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Man. So, I mean, yeah, you got the two main guys from Philly, and then if you have three main guys out of Atlanta, and Charlie Martin has been uh, phenomenal in the postseason um, these past couple of yeah. years. Um, I think you're looking at a pretty even series pitching-wise. I think it's going to be low scoring. I mean, I could be wrong in yeah. that, too. Well,
0: uh, I mean, hey, now they've both got electric offenses. Let, let's look at those. Yeah. How many can you limit Trey Turner, Nick Castellanos, Kyle Schwarber,
2: Bryce Harper to three runs?
1: <sighs> if you're Nolan Ryan, I don't know.
2: <laughs> can, you,
0: can you limit Ronald Acuna, Matt Olson, Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley?
1: To if three Ryan times three. <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. So I think this is whoever gives you the better start.
1: Yeah. Totally agree and with that. It's going to be hard to pick. I, I, I think.
0: Yeah. This is, it's going to be impossible to pick because I feel great about picking the Braves because 104 win season counts for something, you know, it yeah. gives you a buy round and, and the respect of the entire league. Right. But I don't want to pick against Philadelphia. It feels right. like picking against Tom Brady in the post Yeah. So or, who you or got?
1: picking it picking against Tom Brady against like uh, a fourth quarter like game ending drive like
2: you know it's inevitable
1: yeah. and it's gonna happen. So
2: who
1: do you um... got? Give me the Braves in five. It's it's gonna take five.
0: Yeah, it's gonna take five regardless of which one. Give me the Braves, but oh, yeah. this is the one that I'm expecting to get wrong. Like I, I was wishy washy about who I was picking up until about thirty minutes ago yeah but still i don't feel great <laughs> i don't I don't want to pick against the red october
2: yeah that's
0: uh, true. so Diamondbacks dodgers of all the series, this is probably the one that's uh gonna put me to sleep the easiest
1: <laughs> yeah
0: who who's even pitching for the Dodgers? I had to go and look at their roster uh yeah. just because you know not the typical guys that we've normally the seen for years yeah. The Dodgers pitcher are still pitching, so I had to go look, and I think that their three best options are Lance Lynn, Clayton Kershaw, and Bobby Miller. Now, can I name a single Diamondbacks pitcher other than Zach Gallen?
2: No. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but is Los Angeles too big for Arizona to get
2: past?
1: Strictly on pitching, no. Um, I don't think they are. Uh. I think this is gonna be a pretty like sleeper um series. Like I think it's gonna be one that we're not really gonna pay attention all that much to, but we're gonna give it some.
0: Unless thought. unless Arizona <laughs> takes the first couple games.
1: Yes. And that's you know? what I think is going to happen here, hopefully.
0: Ooh, hopefully. you're taking Arizona?
1: Uh that's that's gonna be my pick, I think. I think Arizona is coming hot off of that series against the Brewers. Um and I want to, I want, I want to see him do it. I want to see Arizona do it. So, um, yeah.
2: How many Let's games? See. Give them five. I take Los Angeles in three. Okay. I think they sweep them out.
0: All right, Rangers Orioles last one. Yeah, yeah. Is this the Baltimore Orioles' worst nightmare?
1: It could possibly be. I mean, okay. Um, there's no. Yeah, I have no, like, objection or anything to that. Like, I mean, you could have probably uh, faced them up against uh, the Twins, maybe. And um, I would have been like, no, but I mean. The Orioles
0: have just been such a juggernaut that you hate for the Rangers to make it past juggernaut 2.0 in Tampa, only to to play Baltimore. But for what it's worth, Texas did have the lead in their division most of the year, and is still a very strong team. So for the Orioles, are they looking at this like, oh, come on, you got to be kidding me. We've yeah. played enough games against Tampa. We know exactly what they're going to do. We know exactly how to get them out. But now we got to go play against the Texas Rangers, who suddenly looked unstoppable. Yeah. Okay. Scary. Rumblings of Max Scherzer. He, uh, yeah. They're saying he could be healthy enough for the series where he yeah. could make an appearance in game three or four. Do you think we actually see him?
1: I want to, man. We, I, I think we're all longing for a Max Scherzer postseason appearance. Um, yeah, we uh, they were talking about it, I think, uh, last night. Uh, when, or, not last night or, yeah, we'll say it. They were talking about <laughs> it last night um, uh, during the broadcast. And they were like, yeah, uh, Max Scherzer threw a bullpen today. And we're like, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's go. Like, if he's throwing bullpens and he's if he's feeling good and he's taking like a couple of rest days, we're gonna see Max Scherzer at some point in this postseason. Yeah. So
0: I I see it being very hard to tell Max Scherzer no. Yeah. If he's been cleared to go and he feels great, like, yeah. Bogey, good luck to on him now. Give me yeah. out. There. No, you're not. <laughs> uh,
2: who are you taking?
1: I think it's gonna be the O's.
2: And how many? I'll say four. I'm taking Rangers in four here. Ooh, okay.
0: Taking Rangers in four. I think I think the Yeah, I think with Baltimore you're seeing a lot of pitchers having already thrown more innings than they're accustomed to because this is their first year up in the oh, big leagues.
2: Goodness. And yeah. a
0: lot of Baltimore's other players also the most games that they've ever played consecutively. And with no postseason experience. So mm. I'm interested to see whether or not the moment gets too big for him too early.
2: Sure. So yeah.
0: with that, that concludes our baseball conversation, really, for the day. We are going to roll into some quick buy, seller hold. This is the first one I got for you. The Twins' regular season record does not truly indicate how good they are.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a buy, I think. Uh, I think uh, we, we were proven that. Uh, we were proven wrong. Uh, in very that because, easily, I
0: think both of us.
1: Yeah, because we, I think we were going into it uh, in our whole like, wild card discussion leading up into the wild card. They were like, why are the twins here? The twins shouldn't be here. Um, coming out of the AO Central, I mean, the AO Central was poverty enough as it is. So we were just like, we don't see them going far. And we were proven wrong. Um, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Pass off to the twins, man. I, I buy that too. Suddenly, mm-hmm. I think that that team is very good and can tango with anybody uh this next one that i wrote in by seller hold we see max scherzer in october we really just answered that i didn't anticipate us getting to that that fast but i'm buying you said that you're buying uh next one the best team in the playoffs right now is philadelphia
1: (sighs) wow what say you
0: i say sell because atlanta had 104 game uh wins
1: yeah um
0: now I'm right now i don't know man i <laughs> i keep going back and forth again
1: yeah Gosh. i'm gonna hold i'm gonna hold i think here um i'm selling we're, we're, we're getting we're getting ready to see it in this series like two of the best teams going out yeah. against one another and then whoever but, comes out of you that know, is going to be the best team in the playoffs so i'm gonna hold
0: ask me in a couple days my answer might change yeah right let's transition into football now with buy seller hold uh buy seller hold the Buffalo Bills' defense scores more touchdowns than the Jaguars' offense. Sell.
2: <laughs> okay, I wrote
0: that one in trying to just be absolutely absurd with whatever I put in, but you're sell. clearly taking a sell here.
1: <laughs> I'm taking a sell. Are you, like, let's w- w- say you. Are if you? If I were
0: trying to be controversial, I would say hold, but I'm also selling.
1: Okay, good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> good, dude. Um,
0: although Buffalo's defense is very good, I don't think they yes. score more touchdowns than Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars' offense. Yes. Buy seller hold. Justin Fields traded to the Falcons would be the best move for all
2: parties involved. Mm. Are you I kidding think so. me? This is the
0: easiest buy in the history of buys. You think so? I do. Because suddenly. Chicago is able to then go and draft their actual guy in Caleb Williams. Atlanta gets Justin Fields and compare him with Bijan Robinson.
2: Okay, you get clearly rid, thought Desmond, about this. I have rid of Desmond. <laughs> obviously,
0: I have. <laughs> I would love to see Justin Fields in Atlanta. I mean, we're doing I, everything we can in this little podcast setting hold. to get him there. Yeah, I'm
1: between Sal and Hall, I think.
0: I'm buying that. I Peyton, I even texted Coop earlier today. I said, would you trade a first round pick for Justin Fields? And he said no. But then he did say what he would give up. Uh, he would give up a fourth round pick and Desmond Ritter. But if they're going to wait until the end of the year, he would give up Desmond Ritter and a third and a fourth. He he wants to take his chance. I I get that, taking your chance with a draft pick. But I think it would be the best solution for everybody.
2: All right, dang!
0: Lots of college football this weekend. Obviously, it's it's another Saturday. Um, We're going to go ahead and make our picks pretty quick and easy here. Uh, The first game that we are going to start with is going to be the Red River Rivalry. I didn't. Wow! I didn't slip up there. Red River Rivalry. I know, man. I've been practicing all day. Actually, that's
1: insane. (laughs) I got to tell anyone. That's insane. Okay, yeah.
0: Texas, you're on the Texas train. Oklahoma, haven't really heard much from them yeah. as of late, just because I don't pay attention to Oklahoma football um, since Baker Mayfield left. But as of right now, Texas uh, is the favorite by five and a half points, the over-under at 60 and a half.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How are you feeling about that spread? How are you feeling about the over-under? Because if I'm looking at this right now, Number 3 versus number 12 historic rivalry. This is the game if I'm Texas I'm the most nervous about, but yeah. I do think Texas covers and I'm taking the
2: over.
1: Yeah, um this is a scary game for Texas. Uh this is yeah. I think this is where um a lot of their like good seasons have been tarnished because of this uh, rivalry. Uh, Correct. So yeah, I mean, they're, they're starting off strong. I want to say uh, keep it going, and I think I'm going to say that uh, eventually. So Texas does win. They take uh, – they cover, and what was the over-under again? 60-and-a-half
0: I, I, I by Caesar Sportbooks.
1: I'll say under. Why not? Under.
0: Interesting. So you're just going contrarian there, taking yeah. the under? Like, no necessarily – you don't have and... a reason.
1: And I don't
0: know, it might be a little scoring game. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so then the next game that I want us to talk about is going to be the University of Kentucky and the University of Georgia. Now, Ooh, this game yeah. Coop was already talking about on Monday, and we kind of yeah. had to stop that just because it's, that, that's not what Mondays are about. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: But um, this is a 7 o'clock game on ESPN. <laughs> And yep. it's an SEC matchup. Kentucky coming off the curb stomp against the University of Florida. Georgia coming off the game that they somehow managed to squeak by against the University of Auburn.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm I'm interested to see how this one goes. Yeah, um, too. I, I think if anybody has a chance to squander Georgia's hopes the rest of the season, it would be the University of Kentucky in this game. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, though. So I'm actually uh, pulling up the... Over, under, and the spread right now um, by Caesar Sport Books. The University of Georgia is favored by 14 and a half. So two I would say Kentucky covers.
1: Kentucky covers as well. It's going to be a close game, I think.
0: It is in Georgia, so it could get out of hand fast. That's but I'm true. saying that Kentucky covers. Over, under, 47 and a half. I'm taking the under. Over. You're taking the under. I'm taking the under. I think Georgia's offense is very good which could slow down Kentucky. And I don't think Georgia's offense is amazing. Like outside of Rock Bowers, like we were talking about with Coop, Mm -hmm. I I think it gets a little iffy for him. So the last game that we're going to pick is going to be the University of Florida and Vandy. Peyton, you're actually going to the game. So why don't you tell us about that for a second, how excited you are and everything?
1: Yeah, um, I'm excited to go. It's my first game in the swamp. So... Uh, that should be exciting as well. I, I'm. It, it's weird. Like we, uh, we lived like an hour and thirty minutes away from it, so I don't know how we did. Like never managed to. Um, right. I think it's just because we never followed uh, University uh, of uh, Florida football, um, like too heavily ever since the T- uh, Tebow days. But yeah, right. I'm excited about it. Um, it should be an interesting game. It's Vandy. Um, so. We shall see how it goes. I mean, Florida's coming off that loss against Kentucky. Um, excited to go, excited to be there. So I will. Uh, I'll go Florida. I mean, I really don't have a like a preference or like who, who to choose in this game, but yeah, I'll go Florida. No, and then,
0: you know, what's interesting is that ESPN actually, as I'm looking, isn't providing any of the betting lines for this. Oh wow! Yeah, like it's not up. Which I don't quite understand because that is an SEC matchup. I guess Florida is kind of trash, though. Oh, no, wait. There it is. I'm blind. <laughs> My glasses are on, though. How'd that happen? All right, 4 o'clock start wow. time. Uh, according to Caesars Books, Florida is the favorite by 18 and a half. So they think they're beating Vandy by two touchdowns in the swamp. Over under at 52. I think Vanderbilt covers and yeah. under. Vanderbilt covers and under as well. I don't I don't think Graham Mertz, also known as Zach Wilson, but the Gators is capable of scoring 18 yeah. points. Yeah. And we always seem to mail it in against these very easy teams. So I'm, I'm actually a little nervous about this one.
1: Yeah, we should see. It should be a fun one. Yeah, about it should it.
0: be a fun one. All right. National Football League. Here's what we're going to do. We're <laughs> going to get to our picks here in a second. But I thought this would be fun i uh, going to go through a list of teams in no particular order, just teams that I picked. And what we're going to do is we're going to give them a grade for the first quarter of the season yep. based on where we expected them to be. So, for example, uh, not on the list is going to be the San Diego. No, not even San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> but like, let's say they're not on the list. Uh, everybody thought that they were going to be a, a fringe playoff team kind of at the beginning of the year. They're not necessarily proving that they are. They're not necessarily proving that they're not. So let's give them like a B. Just a straight B. No B plus. No B minus. That's what we're kind of doing here. Here's where I want to start.
2: Chicago Bears. F. That's minus. Uh, minus. Yeah. Like you failed, bro.
1: Yeah. Like, like come on. Like get That's us together not close. And you're getting ready to be the worst team in football for another year straight. I mean, I, we know how it feels. The Jags know how it
0: feels. So we do. We do indeed.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Next team, and I have my own thoughts. Dallas Cowboys. D plus. I'm going F minus again. <laughs> it's not a logo. It's a rating.
1: Yeah. Sorry to our um to Dallas our resident. Cowboy friends. Yeah. But I'm not having friends. it
0: this year. You want you want to be. Known as a great team, go win the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah, I'm not right. doing this again it's with the, the Cowboys media here. propping up and everybody else propping them up. No, yeah. just go prove it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. It's an F minus until you've changed my mind. It's yeah. not a logo, it's a rating. One star out of five. <laughs> New England Patriots.
2: I'll put them at a C minus. Okay. Where you I'm him?
0: going D plus here because okay. it's not looking great. Did you hear that? Agreed. No, I think like an ad on the ESPN page that I'm looking at just started playing something. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. exactly what happened. It wasn't supposed to. That freaked me out. <laughs> okay. After the alarm <laughs> went off yesterday, I'm pretty like sensitive, pretty touchy around things. Thanks. Anyway.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, breaking news. Uh, New York Mets announced general manager Billy Epler has stepped down. Did not see that coming, I'll be honest.
1: Wow. That's crazy.
0: Okay. That's crazy because they're also looking for a manager because Showalter's out.
1: Yeah, because Showalter's out. We're getting
0: out. into this conversation later, but just some breaking news. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, New England Patriots, I say D+. You're obviously trying to win, but you're 1-3. Yeah. Mac Jones is in his third year. It's not looking great. Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. He could salvage the season, but it's not Somehow, looking
1: good. Somehow, some way, he has to, but yeah. Uh, agreed, so that's why I gave him some minus.
2: Green Bay Packers.
1: B plus.
0: Okay. I'm giving him an A minus. I think Jordan Love has actually proven that he can be the guy that comes out here and, and performs on a consistent basis. So that's where I'm settling there. Yeah. Um <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. D I'm having such a hard time not giving this one an F. You were supposed to be so much better, but if we are factoring injuries, I guess I'll go ahead and give you like a C just mm. because just because you're still kind of finding a way to get a win with a yeah. hurt quarterback. But even then I'm having a hard time justifying something higher than a C.
2: Yeah.
0: Denver Broncos. Yes. Okay. <laughs> because they were losing to Chicago at one point or because they got beat by 50 points or because it's Russell Wilson, Broncos country, let's ride just all of the it.
2: above. Okay. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah, I mean Russell Wilson. Uh, I was looking the other day uh, on this uh, on the new Madden. Um, I, I think I like a couple of years ago he was like rate he's like high highly rated overall.
0: Yeah, um,
1: like like eighty five and above. Like I think he was like a ninety overall.
0: Yeah, and he's the, just kind of the, falling the, off a cliff. The, this Actually, year, with, this
1: year he's a seventy four overall.
0: Yeah, that's accurate. But with the Denver Broncos, like. I guess I'll give them a D-minus. I'll put them a step above the Cowboys. Just because they're not the Cowboys. That's <laughs> where I'll settle with them. Yeah. D-plus. Or D-minus. I don't know. Somewhere in there. Miami Dolphins. A-minus. I'm, I'm giving them an A-plus actually here. Oh, Based oh. on where I thought they were going to be, I thought we were going to watch Tua come into the year and struggle from the get-go, but he's actually proven he has a handle on the playbook. And yeah. as I've said before,
2: Miami will go as far as Tua can throw. Yep. Agreed. Um Philadelphia Eagles. Sure. I'm going straight B here. Straight B. I,
1: I think I think I am too. I think I You're winning,
0: too. you're undefeated, but it's not A worthy because it still looks clunky and out of rhythm.
1: Yeah. They gotta they gotta nip it in the butt, like almost immediately.
0: Yeah. Um Detroit Lions.
1: This I think this one's my A plus. You think so? This one's my A plus. I okay. have been liking what I've been seeing out of these Lions, man. They are strong. I don't know who they're playing this week though. Um uh, But with what I've seen in Thursday night football and against the Chiefs and just these uh these passable games, man, uh I really like the Lions, so they, I thought they were going to be like not good in the NFC North again for like the
2: umpteenth straight time. So, so
1: and, they, and they shocked me. So yeah.
2: they're my A+. They're out there getting it
0: done. I think I'm giving them an A- just because I I don't know. Giving an A- is pretty hard to do. I'm willing to do that, I guess, though, for Miami. Yeah. Um, But we kind of saw this already at the end of the year. Like we knew that the Jets were, or the Lions were going to be pretty good. Um, But ultimately, that last hump that they have to get over is making the playoffs. So I guess we'll see if they can do it the rest of this year.
2: Chiefs.
1: C plus, I think. Really? Where do you got them at?
2: Like B minus, I think
0: kind of the same thing as the I mean, the I mean, that's
1: like right there. I mean, you got B, B minus C plus <laughs> okay. C. Well, so I'm like, not ready like to say that they're in the
0: C range, though. I'm not ready to say that. Okay. Like, I, I think for what it's worth, it's very similar to the Eagles. Like, it still looks pretty clunky. Um, It doesn't look cleaned up, but Travis Kelsey being back out there obviously helps. Yeah. I actually might be settling where I am just because of the amount of Taylor Swift coverage that comes with that.
2: All right, let's move on before we get canceled by the Swifties. Jacksonville Jaguars. D-minus. Why'd you say that? D-minus. Okay.
0: (laughs) I think I'm settling with the C right now. Guys, I thought you were going to be so much better than you are, but you're not exactly losing losing right now you are two and two uh but you're losing this week to buffalo yep. i think everybody can kind of see the writing on the wall there so speaking of that buffalo game let's go ahead and, and get our picks in and wrap this thing up yeah um that that'll be the first game that we pick uh let's just look jags buffalo buffalo favored by five and a half over under at 48 and a half dude you're tired
1: I am tired. I have no idea what's happening. I've been yawning
0: all episode. You have, I know. Uh, surprisingly, I haven't yet. I've been fighting it though. Alright, that Jags game.
1: Yeah. Um, so Bill's take it. Bill's cover. Um and that uh over under is that forty five you said? Forty eight
2: and a half. Forty eight and a half. Okay. Um hmm. do I think that uh
1: under. Under.
2: Bill's cover over.
0: I think okay. Josh Allen puts up a bunch of points. Um, oh, okay. 49ers-Cowboys. That's another one of the premier games this upcoming weekend. It's a NFC rematch from mm-hmm. last year. I think that's actually the Sunday night football game. Yeah, it is. It is. Caesar it is. Sportbook says San Francisco uh, by four points over under at 45. And I'm slamming San Francisco covering because I think yeah. Dallas gets blown out here, and I'm taking the over.
1: I agree with that. The 49ers look strong. Um, yeah
0: their offense is so spread out right now. Yeah. Like I it's, it's I think really this nice. is the game where they miss Trayvon Diggs. Yep. Because suddenly yeah. it like you need a good four or five guys capable of covering to cover San Francisco and they just don't have it because Trayvon Diggs is hurt.
2: Yeah.
0: Um Thursday night football game. This game will start uh, on Amazon Prime Video at 8.15 this evening. Uh, right now, I am looking at the Washington. Bears
1: and the Commanders.
0: It's a cripple fight. So yeah, we got Washington favored by six, over under at forty four and a half.
1: Washington covers under.
2: <laughs>
0: <sighs> Washington covers under. I'm sticking with you here.
1: Okay. Why? Why were yeah. you hesitant? Because I just hate
0: seeing Justin Fields stuck in the position that he's in.
1: Yeah. That's what I, that's what I thought you were going to say. So. Yeah, you can I
0: hate seeing well. it, man. I I think he's a lot better than, than what he's producing out there. All right, yeah. best and worst of the week. It's that time of the week um, where Peyton and I give you our best and worst from everything that happened since the last Thursday episode ended. My best of the week, playoff baseball is here. I'm enjoying watching it. It's a lot of fun. My worst of the week, what the heck am I supposed to do until Saturday, which is when the league division series starts again? I was supposed to have at least one game here because history says at least one of those games goes three games. Or at happen. least one of those matchups goes three games, but that didn't happen. So now I'm sitting here on a random Thursday afternoon with no playoff baseball to watch. Not going to have any to watch on Friday. Going to have four games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, because mm-hmm. they're doing something weird with the staggered start. I think part of it's called National Football League, and they don't want to compete. But yep, That's probably why. Best of the week, it's here. Worst of the week, it's gone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, For a little that- bit. That's my best of the week as well. I think just postseason baseball is back. We're in that time of the year where things are starting to unwind and settle down. and We're getting uh, ready to close off uh, this year, which is even like, crazy to even think about. Yeah. Um, my worst of the week. Uh, instead of hearing... Well, no. I would rather be hearing dirty water than ah. dancing on my own. Gotcha. So, pain in the chat. Uh, Yeah, But
0: you're wearing the Phillies hat. So you're kind of included.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: (laughs) I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it uh, for us here on a Thursday. Diamonds and Hashmarks. Make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, Subscribe. Ring the bell on YouTube. Helps the show grow a lot. Um, Check us out on Twitter at Diamond Hashmark. There is no S. Constantly tweeting. Um, Just Gonna go ahead and let you know. I plan on live tweeting a couple of those baseball games. So, um, if you're bored and you want some analysis to follow the games that you're watching, go ahead, give us a follow, um, and and just pay attention because the, the, those tweets are bound to roll out every once in a while. Um, but as always, this is going to be the last episode of the week. Next episode comes out on Monday. So this time I'm right when I say
2: we'll see you Monday. <laughs> Dang it. It It's still (laughs) recording. It is.